Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, you know, it's not very often that, you know, we've had directors from other states across the, you know, across the U.S. on our podcast. But this is the first, right? We, I don't think we've ever had, you know, somebody in the criminal justice system from outside of our country on, have we? No, this is the first time for that, but it'll be the third time we get to say, hello, governor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, your dad jokes we've are had, amazing. We've had two governors on. So. That's, that's true. Your, your joke is funny because we have somebody who is uh, the executive director from, in the Ministry of Justice in, in England and Wales, right? So we have on Adrian Scott. And again, he's the executive director in the Ministry of Justice in, in England and Wales. And he's here visiting our electronic monitoring center in Lansing. So welcome to Field Days, Adrian. We appreciate you uh, coming across the pond to, uh, to say hi to us. It's an absolute pleasure. Very yeah. happy to be here. Good. So the, the obvious question here, what, what brings you to the U.S. And, and specifically what brings you to Michigan and the Michigan Department of Corrections? Yeah, so my responsibilities in England and Wales cover both electronic monitoring, but also change across the system, prisons, probation, youth justice. And I specifically came to the US this uh, on this trip to look at alcohol monitoring, which is something that we don't do widely. In our system, we've got some pilots and some proof of concepts running using some of the technology. But I, my role is to talk to our politicians about whether it's something that they wish to introduce within England and Wales. So uh, I'm here. I've been to Denver, which was an extraordinary experience. And now I'm here in Michigan looking very specifically at your electronic monitoring centre. Yeah. And, you know, the the Department of Corrections has a very very long-standing, robust electronic monitoring centre. We do this very, very well. We have, you know, thousands of people on some form of monitoring, if it's GPS, if it's like you like the scram, the alcohol monitoring. So, you know, we, we have been doing this for a long time and I, and I think we're, uh, we're very, very good at this. So, we, you know, we appreciate you stopping by to, to take a look at our system. So other than scram, what are you looking to take back to the UK? Is, is it just our alcohol monitoring? Uh, yeah, and, and I should say that I've been hugely impressed with everything I've seen in the Department of Corrections here. It's uh, It's been a really interesting experience, uh, hugely valuable to me, and the systems are so different in many ways. In many ways the same. So so our caseload within England and Wales is mainly made up of curfew. Um, so we have about 11,000 a day on curfew technology, and we're just introducing our GPS system. And so the thing I'm particularly interested in is how you make decisions about the people you put onto the technology. So okay. both for GPS tagging, but in particular, as I say, for alcohol, how the department makes some decisions in, in terms of those that go onto it, and then how you actually complete breach uh, and, and move people off it. Good, good, yes. You know, I, we're, we're, we're focused on those, those moderate high-risk offenders who um, are more li- likely to recidivate. So, you know, we're, we, we have a huge focus on putting our resources towards that group of people. But so let's talk about your system. What's, you, you briefly talked about it, but you're in charge of the prisons, the probation, the parole. What's your system look like in comparison to ours? So our electronic monitoring system, we mainly focus around the curfew technology for home detention curfew, as we call it. So that's people that we're releasing out of prison okay. um, and we put into their homes uh, and we monitor that they're in their location for, for that period of time. We, as I say, we've just introduced the GPS technology, so obviously that tracking is, is part of our system now. And in terms of the differences, it's been really interesting. So I've been, in, I've been seeing some people in pre-trial and some of the courts associated with those lower offences 
uh, in your system. And now, obviously, I've come to see the, the corrections and where the felony, I'm trying to use the right language here, cases are monitored and, uh, and, and dealt with. Our system's quite different to that. So we have much greater involvement of our judiciary because, of course, the appointments aren't political in our system in the way that they are here. And that's been interesting for me as well. So, <laughs> Yeah, Adrian, so are you seeing like an uptick in offenses related to alcohol? Is that is that why you're, you're focusing on the alcohol technology or...? Is it just something you want to start incorporating in your system? Yeah, no, it's not It's not particularly. I mean, we've always had alcohol-induced crime, so about 75% of our criminal activity has some sort of alcohol relation. But because we hadn't actually got an effective GPS program up and running, we, we weren't able to consider this before uh, now. So it's actually a, a really good opportunity. Now we've managed to get our GPS system up and running to, to come and have a look at alcohol. But in terms of alcohol, I mean, what's interesting for us is the portion of um, DUI cases that you have here, which just isn't the same with us. So in England and Wales, we tend to drink and fight, um, <laughs> whereas here you appear to drink and drive. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, that proportion is hugely different in terms of the, the way we're going to use the technology. In terms of you talk about how many people are on your, your different systems, but how big is your system overall in terms of how many are on probation or parole or, or in prison? How does yeah. that compare to? So our, our prison population in England and Wales is, is around about 90,000 people. Any one time in prison probation, we could have 225,000 people. So it's, it's quite a significant um, caseload. Do you know how many, how many prisons are there? So we have 100 and, 110 public, so state-owned prisons, and another 11 private sector prisons. So a lot, lot bigger. But you're talking about the whole country, but not just, uh, yeah, right, not, yeah. not just one state. Although I've just, look, I've just looked at your map, and I think your uh, landmass may be bigger than our entire country. So, uh, <laughs> so I, it's, uh, it's very interesting, and the journeys are extraordinary. <laughs> Well, Adrian, you know, uh, you know, we, I know you got a lot to do today when, in, during your visit, so we'll get, we'll get you out here. But you know, we, I, I do want to say thank you. you. You've traveled a long way to come see our system. I, I think that's great that you guys are doing that. That you know, you're coming to see systems at work and trying to incorporate some of the stuff that we're doing into your system as you as you start doing that. So, you know, it, it, it's a this job is oftentimes tough and thankless. So we want to thank you for the job that you do on the other side of the pond. You know, and, and for taking time to to come here and, and talk to us on field days and talk to the correction staff about your system because it is an er- interesting and you know, so we we appreciate you very much and thanks for coming on field days. Very much appreciate the opportunity to come and talk to you and actually I've had an amazing time here and I've really enjoyed the experience. So uh, thank you very much. Well, Chris, that was fun to have you know Adrian on from the UK and kind of talk about his um, system, the system they have over there, and it's a little different. But it sounds like you know they want to use some of the great stuff that that we have going on here, which is not uh, unfamiliar, right? We're familiar with other states coming and kind of wanted to see what we're doing and take yeah. it back home with them. But to have another country come in, yeah. that's great. And so that was great to have his perspective. And he got to see, you know, he's got. They went to Colorado, saw what they Denver, did there, yeah. and then then came here, and then obviously was way more impressed. I'm sure but that, he didn't say I, it, but I, I, I felt I, that. I felt that. I yeah. didn't. He didn't have to verbalize yeah, it. I, I just felt totally it. Totally agree. And then they went down to uh, Jackson and they took a tour with Warden Brayman of the Vocational Village, and I heard that that went very well. Yep. So I'm sure he's going to go back and spread the, the the idea of the Vocational Village to England, and I'm sure there'll be folks that are going to be far better off because of the trip that we uh, saw today. So that's very cool. Yeah, very very cool. Um, but we have some big news too, right? I, I know. I know you put big news. Big news. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for FOA, it's it's huge news. Um, for everybody, for the yeah. department, it's big. News. It is, it is, and I and I know you and for put one a, family uh, in particular. Yeah, it's very big news, and we'll get into that a little bit. But you put a press release out, I believe, last week, right? When it was announced last right. uh, last Tuesday, mm-hmm. and um, big news of the corrections officer of the year. It's it's it's. Why don't you tell tell me about how it's voted on? MCO is is involved, and we're involved. 
Um, yeah, there's a training council of criminal justice uh, leaders around the state that they come together. Some of our staff, CO is involved, in, as well as some other organizations and individuals come together and they do interviews over at MCO headquarters here in Lansing with the top five finalists. And then the group gets together and they decide upon the winner. And they did that last Tuesday. And yeah, we, we've got our winner now. now and, and the winner is... Stephen Cookland, yeah. ARU investigator over on the east side of the state in the metro. What a great pick. Metro area. Yeah, a great, great guy, number one. I don't know if you ever met him or talked with him, but he is he is an awesome guy. Very humble. Uh, just a great human being yeah. who does a lot of hard work for us and keeping people safe in the communities you know, around the metro Detroit area. And more importantly, though, he's married to a, a great FOA agent. Not only great, the, the, the best but she last year. is the Candace Dunn. <laughs> Parole Probation Agent of the Year 2018, right? Yeah, so for these next couple of weeks until uh, a new Parole Probation Agent of the Year is named. It's royalty. It's, yeah, it's they, they are the royal couple of MDOC, of, royalty. Of MDOC yeah. Yeah, so congrats. Very cool. Congrats to Investigator Cookland, you know, and, and, and his wife, Tony Cookland, over in Saginaw. She works in, in the field office in Saginaw. She's a friend of the pod, and soon uh, student Stephen will be a friend of the pod. And we, I don't know right. if he knows it yet, but he's going to have to come on the podcast. Yeah, we just told him. Oh, we, we just told him. He was, he was just <laughs> voluntold. So congrats to ARU, number one, for having such an awesome guy working for them in their ranks. Congrats to Stephen Cookland for being the officer of the year. Yeah. So what else you got, Chris? You got anything else? I got, I got a good story to tell. About well, a, why don't you go ahead and tell that story? About a parolee over in, uh, over in the Shiawassee County area. So a, a parolee over there, he was living in transitional housing with a couple other parolees, and he happened to come home in February last month and noticed that one of his roommates was, was having a hard time breathing. So he immediately sprung into action, which is great. To, to see, you know, one of our guys step up and really, really help somebody. And so he called 911 immediately. And get this, Chris, he began doing CPR on the parolee that was that was down and not breathing. I'm sure he didn't know why, but dispatch on 911 walked him through how to do CPR. And the parolee actually went into full cardiac arrest by the time that EMS arrived. And they told him that if, if, if it wasn't for him doing CPR and compressions, that that the, that the other parolee would be dead. So he's very much alive today because of you know one, one of our one of our offenders who stepped up into action and really saved somebody's life. So he was he was given a, a certificate and an award for for doing that. So congratulations to him. His, his name is his name is Chris Smith, and what an, what an awesome what an awesome dude for, for stepping up and taking charge and really and saving somebody's life. So congrats. And that's Agent uh, Jessica Kunick who who sent that in. So thanks, thanks Jessica for for sharing that information. It's it's really important to you know to get these to get that message out and to and to show people that you know the the, the offenders are making a difference too and, and and helping out around the community. So thanks Jessica for sharing that story. What a what a wonderful story. What do you think, Chris? I think that's great, but I have a story as well that I would like to uh, to share. Hey, don't try to don't try to top the story. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I think I might top it. I don't know. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be close. So also last week, the uh, Military Veterans Affairs Agency, yeah, was awarded an Abraham Lincoln Pillar of Excellence Award from the VA for a first in the nation program to connect incarcerated veterans to their VA benefits. This is a program. That's a collaboration between MVAA and our department and the Saginaw and Ann Arbor VA hospitals. So this award is a competitive between state VA programs, and there are only five awards given each year. So 
cool. MVAA was one of five in the whole country to get this because of their work together with us to connect veterans and benefits. And obviously, we've got the uh, the veterans unit in Saginaw, which is perfect uh, for being there. And we've obviously we've gone and we've toured that. And we've had them on the podcast. And if you're interested in learning more about that, you can go back and find that episode and listen to that one. But the Warden was great on that. Yeah, Warden Warden Wynn, who's yeah. a veteran himself and still actively serving this country and in the reserve. And so. You know, the department has done so much to help veterans, and it's just been a big cause of Director Washington's. And so this is just one more award that, that uh, the department has won in the, in the last couple of years under Director Washington because of that uh, renewed focus on assisting our veterans, not only our staff and their families when their loved ones are called out to duty, but also the veterans that we have who are prisoners and making sure that they are able to connect to the benefits that they have and, and being able to work hand-in-hand with the VA there in Saginaw and, and other VAs and doing more. And, you know, I've been in some discussions with, with uh, Derek Alvarez, who's also been on the podcast before our veterans liaison to find even some other, some other programs that we might be able to do and some other cool and exciting things that we're really we're, we're working on and so I'm very excited to see us do more in that vein and I'm glad that MVAA as well as the department were recognized for this uh, very uh, prestigious award yeah no that's great stuff and uh, I'm looking forward to our upcoming episodes we have some good episodes coming up we, we're gonna we're gonna talk yeah. Pell grants I just like the fact that we know that we have upcoming episodes it's we've we've been planning like ahead yeah, yeah. I, I give I give uh, Holly and Bree, a lot of a lot of credit for that. Uh, they're doing a great yes, job. Yes, they're doing a great job keeping us on track and producing a producing this podcast. So, but yeah, you know, next week we're going to have Kelly Fittenevel on. She is a new agent from amazing interview. You've got oh, it. You guys have to listen to this one. Yeah, I mean, it was very. I kept looking at each other like, I, is, <laughs> like, does she have cue cards? How is she? I mean, it was it was absolutely amazing. Yes. So she's a new agent over in the Oakland County, and yeah, you're going to want to tune into that to hear what she has to say because. It, it, it was really, really good. For all the supervisors out there, when you get new agents into your office, yeah. you want them sounding just like uh, yeah, just, just like Kelly. Just play this every time and say, here. Yeah. This, this we is. want you to emulate this. <laughs> uh, no, what we are. You know what? FOA is getting really, really, really high quality staff, and it's it's good to see. But, yeah, so we're, we're going to talk Pell Grants. We're going to talk to Kelly. we got lots of good episodes coming up. So yeah, it's sure, very exciting. Yeah, make sure everybody stays tuned. Stay tuned to... Uh, next week's episode of Field Days Podcast. All right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Day's podcast.